this week has flown and all of a sudden it's the weekend and we're back again with another episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. This time I am joined by two of EG's finest. News editor Pui Guanman, who has found a new home for herself here on Sunday mornings, is making her third appearance in a row. And another firm favourite back after a few weeks away, none other than editor Sam McClary. But this is the first time that they have shared the Sunday morning stage together. So uh, how are you both this week? I am very well. I love a Sunday, so I'm really well. <laughs> you know, here we are in our pajamas. <laughs> recording EG like Sunday morning. That's right. Always nice to be back. Yeah. Fozzy the dog on your lap. Fozzy the dog on my lap. Um, you know, I mean, what commitment from the EG team to get up on a Sunday exactly and record this special for everyone. And then and then broadcast it almost live. Or yeah. It's just <laughs> remarkable. Uh <laughs> Now, I know it has been an exciting week for you, Sam, um, because we've launched our latest Future Leaders programme. And uh, sharp-eyed readers who have seen our coverage online or in the mag may have spotted that there's something a little bit different this year. There is. We've taken a word out of the programme. Um, I've taken out the word female, because while um, it's really important to, of course, keep supporting um, gender diversity in the industry, uh, it's um, diversity and inclusion, I don't want to say problem, but journey involves more than just uh, gender. You know, there is a, a lot more that we need to do around ethnicity, around sexuality, around um, neurodiversity and around, of course, social social mobility. And so the third season of <laughs> EG Future, Future Leader just that eg future leaders and we've worked really hard to try and pull together a group of individuals that reflect all of those groups within real estate that that we we feel might be underrepresented or not not um not seen as as clearly as we would like them to be seen so i'm really really um proud to be launching it and and we had um we utilized the very wonderful eg inclusive content um panel to help us um, make the selection for for the eg future leaders and and um i'm sure they won't mind me saying but many of them were actually brought to tears with um several of the submissions that were made for for the program this this year so yeah, I'm 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 really excited about what we're going to see from from the eight that have, have made it through we had a lot of submissions um, mm. for for the programme and a lot of them were really, really strong and we only had a few spaces that we were able to to provide. So we are also looking um, at doing something just to say you guys are awesome and you are future leaders for, for those that didn't quite make it make it through. So um, keep your eyes peeled for, for something, something a little bit extra special as well. Okay, future future leaders sounds future, good. Future leaders. Um, so, you know, what uh, can you tell us about what they're going to be experiencing on the future leaders program this year? So, so again, um, like our future female leaders, we're working with Ginger, um, who are our um, sort of um, public speaking experts or, or leadership experts, and they'll be taking them through what is a really um, uh, what's the best word to describe it? Tough. I suppose mm -hmm. uh, um, 
program rigorous there you go uh, you, should, you should be an editor Jeff um, <laughs> um, a rigorous training scheme that involves them really getting out of their comfort zone helps them uh sort of really get be able to not, not like me get their point across really succinctly <laughs> and understand how to tell a story really really powerfully and I think we've got a group of individuals that will have really interesting really important and really powerful stories to tell and 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 I should say that we do still have future females too on ongoing obviously that that program has been um delayed a little bit um due to to COVID because the the vital part in this program is that the cohorts are able to work together Mm. and it's really important that that's done in real life and it's really important that when we um, put on the the show at the end of the <laughs> the end of the event that that is in real life because anyone who was at the first the first um event will know just how electric that is and while we all love a, a zoom or a teams uh, uh conference it's not the same as being mm. being there with people and you know the 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 champagne's never as good is it <laughs> And and what have past participants told you that they have got out of the program? Um, masses, absolutely masses. So obviously the confidence um, and ability to get up on stage and talk powerfully without a power PowerPoint is a practical skill that they take away. But the the biggest takeaway for everyone has been the relationships that they formed with um, their fellow um, participants and that that support network that they've created the you know any one of the the first two cohorts will tell you that they've got you know a a group of new mentors around them Mm -hmm. that they now utilize in professional and 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 personal personal lives I think you know that that relationship building their understanding of different sectors of of the industry and hopefully with this this um cohort different sectors of the community um you know they've they've learned from each other and supported each other and that that for me too is the greatest takeaway of the of the whole program and uh for you yourself uh, very much a present day leader uh what have you learned from our future leaders over the last couple of years oh that's a good question do you know what the 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 greatest lesson that i've learned from ginger actually from the future leaders it's um just to listen to lots of people and to be able to be inspired by the people around you Um, but from Ginger I've learned and I think this is such a good piece of advice that um, fear and excitement are exactly the same emotion they're only they only come out differently because um, sorry there's the same physical response to fear and Mm. emotion it's just how you view them that, that makes you put those put those names on them. So, you know, your heart beating really mm-hmm. fast and her palms getting sweaty. If you're in a certain situation, you might think of that as fear. But in another, it's it's excitement. So all you have to do is trick your brain into thinking, well, no, I'm not scared. I'm, I'm excited about this. And that, I think, is a really good piece of advice. Oh, that's that's why roller coasters are so cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so turning from one esteemed leader to another, let's bring Pui into the conversation. Um, now, Pui, you've, you've talked with us previously on EG Like Sunday Morning about uh, the beleaguered RICS, 
uh, and its uh, its troubles. And, and this week you, you spoke with its CEO, Sean Tompkins, which um, I imagine was an interesting conversation. Uh, yeah, it was. It was indeed. Um, <laughs> after months of requests for an interview, um, Sean Tompkins, who is the, the chief executive of the RICS, uh, has finally spoken out about how uh, the RICS handled the governance crisis. And um, when we spoke with him, we we didn't shy away from um, any of the topics. Uh, we asked him all, all kinds of things, really, from the from his uh, 510k uh, pay packet um, to, you know, paying out bonuses and, and not paying back furloughs uh, to, you know, whether the RICS has gotten too big to deliver on its purpose you know, whether self-regulation is still relevant in this day and age, uh, the perception of a club of individuals um, at the top, you know, you name it, we asked him. <laughs> and the, the full interview is uh, is online, so uh, do check it out. Um, but yeah, it's was, it was a very well, interesting I, I, interview. <laughs> the headline point is in, of that pay packet, it would be he's worth it, I, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, he <laughs> he did um, sort of he he was very uh, a- adamant uh, that uh, you know the the remuneration committee is what set his uh, salary and uh, and they set objectives and you know they they award him accordingly with those objectives. Um, so make of that what you will, I guess. <laughs> For, for um, me, the sorry, Jess. For me, oh, the no, really, no. the really interesting response that you got from—I mean, they're all really interesting—but the really interesting response that you got from him was his, um, him saying he's never really thought of quitting. Because I, I could imagine that over the last few months, like, like he's had a he's had a kicking, hasn't he? And if, um, you know, you almost have to give him a bit of kudos to be strong enough to say. Well, no, I've never thought of it. Almost, uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe not entirely. But I thought that was re- that was really interesting. Well, you know, he he took all of the questions in his stride, and he was super confident. But I would say the answer to that question in particular, he was probably the fastest uh, in responding. When I said, you know, oh, yeah, have have you ever thought about quitting? He just went never. He just straight in there and was just like, nope, never, never thought about it. You know, yeah, I mean, most most leaders probably would have thought about uh, resigning at this point amid so much controversy, but uh, but not Sean Tompkins. That kind of attitude maybe should be in government. That would, that would probably be a, <laughs> a strong fit. Um, so, uh, Pui, uh, last week uh, you and I uh, talked with James about uh, uh, the future of the high street and, and shopping centres. And, and uh, this week you've, you've collaborated with James again with some some quite interesting shopping centre news. Yeah, so um, tying in quite nicely with the conversations we had on uh, last week's podcast, um, we've been working on a piece about local authorities and what they've been up to with uh, shopping centres that they've bought uh, in the past uh, three years. So looking from 2018 to the present. Um, And we just wanted to kind of present an overview of how they've been reacting to changes in the market and, you know, the pressure that town centres have been put under by so many um, store closures and, and, you know, empty spaces, um, because we didn't think that anyone had really done this yet. Um, And and the findings were pretty interesting. So, um, so far, um, around 44% want to repurpose their centres for community uses, um, you know, to, to offer uses like space for spaces for uh, local entrepreneurs or um, artist studios or libraries or resource centres. 
and um, nearly a fifth of councils are planning to uh, demolish their centres uh, entirely to, to make way for uh, green spaces or um, alternative uses like housing. And um, 37% haven't set out any early plans yet, which, you know, probably isn't surprising, uh, all things considered, especially with, with the pandemic. Um, and um, a quarter want to keep um, sort of retail and leisure elements to anchor um, their centres, so still a significant part um, of those centres. Um, and yeah, it's just really interesting, I guess, um, local authorities have gotten quite a lot of uh, flack for using um, public debt, uh, cheap public debt at that, to invest into commercial retail properties. Um, but, you know, this data can maybe sort of help frame the debate on their role in the investment space and, you know, the discussion on weighing up financial returns versus social value. Um, and, you know, and, and whether these councils are overpaying for those assets as well, um, which, uh, I mean, no one no one wants that, but, you know, book values are, are, a, are a key uh, strand in that debate as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, fundamentally though, the, the majority view seems to be that the strategic uh, importance of local authority purchases um, for the benefit of communities uh, shouldn't be downplayed. Good stuff. And uh, what, what else has been going on with the news desk this week? Um, yeah, well, there's quite a bit, but um, I guess in, in other news, um, the uh, much awaited uh, legal challenge against New Look CVA began in the High Court uh, this week. And we had landlords, including British Land and Landsec, challenging the um, um, the retailer on a CVA agreement uh, that aims to permanently change the way it pays its rents. Um, and so, um, you know, these landlords have said it's unfair and it isn't just seeking to get over a short term liquidity problem as a direct cause of factors like um, the pandemic or uh, like Brexit. But um, New Look is arguing that, um, you know, it needed to take those actions um, to avoid bankruptcy. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a landmark case and it could well have uh, big implications for restructurings uh, going forwards and, and how they affect landlords. So um, we'll be updating everyone uh, on the proceedings. Uh, so do keep an eye on our website for the latest. And I imagine people can expect an episode of On the Case uh, when we've got a, got a judgment as well. So I'll, I'll see what I can do about that. But expertly put, for you, you could probably come on and talk to talk to us about the case uh, yourself <laughs> as, and be as good as any lawyer. So. Uh, happy to give it a shot. Um, <laughs> I can also provide plenty of insight into um, New Look's um, fashion uh, offering from 2011. No, not 2011. What, what do I mean? Tw 2008 to 2012-ish, <laughs> if that helps. I'm sure it would add a bit of colour. <laughs> We, we also had, didn't we, in terms of um, news and, and coverage this this week, uh, a lot of sort of um, bold bold ambitions and bold statements from, from people. I'm thinking of your conversation with um, Rita Rose from from Hammerson, um, where she was, um, well, quite brutal, really. 
Yeah, well, it was it's interesting. I mean, I guess Hammerson's um, had a pretty uh, tough time of it. And um, yeah, she made no bones um, about the fact that it was, uh, well, she as she said it to analysts, you know, it was an awful year um, for, for Hammerson. And um, what a time to be coming in as a chief executive. Um, but yeah, she's she said, you know, they're carrying out a strategic review um, at, at the moment. Um, uh, well, you could arguably say again, but um, but nothing's off the table. And, um, you know, when it comes to disposals, this could mean its um, stake in value retail, which is kind of really the, the one of the sort of trophy um, parts of its, its portfolio. So, um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with that. I think um, I think the review is set to conclude in the first half of this year. So actually not not too long from now. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Okay, so time now for the eagerly awaited quiz of the week, and uh, we, we haven't actually decided who's going to going to sit this. Uh, Should I get Fuzzy to test. do it? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, uh, as things stand, Pui is on top of the leaderboard uh, with four out of five on on her previous um, attempt, and uh, Sam slightly lower down the leaderboard. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I have who's explained feeling that as editor, all you do is sit around and go to lunches. And when you're not allowed to go to lunches, you just <laughs> sit around. You don't, you don't read anything. You don't engage with anyone. So you could compete, or you could team up. Hmm. I say let's let's team up. Okay, team, <laughs> up. team up. I, I based on our conversation, I know you, you're already you're already going to get one out of five right from the start because once again a question has been preempted so the legal question this week an eagerly awaited legal challenge to a retailer's cva reach the high court which retailer this we're giving this one to sam which retailer sam were you listening three minutes ago <laughs> is it old navy no <laughs> it's new look that's right it is new look <laughs> Uh, and uh, for anyone who wants to know more about that, just rewind about four minutes and we will explain it to you. Um, question two. Which household name is spying new opportunities in central London as part of its plans to open 100 new sites in 2021? Who wants this one? Oh, I can take this one. Um, it's Greg's. It is Greg's. And are, are you are you both? Excited at the prospect that maybe there'll be a, a branch in when we return to in to Bishopsgate, there'll be maybe maybe one was, downstairs. Was there not one on Bishop? I don't know, to be honest. I'm a big fan of the vegan sausage roll, so I say bring it on. <laughs> I have, I've yet to have tasted a vegan sausage roll, but I'm looking forward to it. There is a Greg's on East Grinstead High Street. There you go, you heard it here. So question. <laughs> Three, the MOD is planning an 1100 home development at a former RAF site, but where is it? This is really annoying because I knew all the the things that you said about that site, apart from where it was. (laughs) Um, Is it a place that ends in Bury? It's not, is it? I can't remember. (laughs) It's RAF Henlow, which uh, is in Bedfordshire. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, so that's, that's where you are, isn't it? That is, it's not far from where I am. Yeah. So, uh, um, yet more homes on in the what is it they call us? The what are we in, in between Oxford and Cambridge? There's, there's, 
<laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to say on, on air. <laughs> uh, okay, so question four, the missing words round. Uh, and this week it's a very short missing words round. Can you complete the headline? True blank. Grit. Yes, it is. This is, of course, the EG interview this week with Bronwyn Knight, co-founder and chief executive of the gloriously named Grit Real Estate Group. It doesn't look anything like a cowboy. <laughs> Very much not. It's a, it it's is a odd, cowboy film. <laughs> yeah, it's an odd juxtaposition of headline and photo, definitely. Yeah. Okay, final question. You're on three out of four. Who is the amazing star pictured on this week's diary page, courtesy of a 10-story statue that uses LEDs to transform into famous people? Is it Spider-Man? It is, of course, Spider-Man. Any opportunity to put a gigantic photo of Spider-Man on the diary page. Uh, well done. So, you know, you've matched Pui's score. So you now have a, a, a joint claim to the top of the leaderboard, kind of. So it's Pui and Pui and Sam. Joint top. Well done, both. Dream team. Dream team. Uh, that just leaves us time, Sam, to tease what we have coming up on the podcast channel this week. Um, so we have um, we have on Monday, of course, your, uh, your and our colleague, the wonderful Sarah Jackman with the latest Bricks and Mortar um, podcast. Uh, we have Damien Wilde back with the future of real estate. And then on Sunday, of course... It is the EG Light Sunday morning podcast. And we might have a couple of bonus bonus podcasts in there. Next week coming up in the magazine, we have a special uh, on ESG. So you might get mm -hmm. a few little um, conversations that I've been having this week with um, some intelligent people talking about uh, what we need to do to save this wonderful planet of ours. I, ho I hope you're not making a contrast with what you're doing right now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't dare. <laughs> uh, it sounds like that, make, that possibly makes you a strong candidate to return once again next Sunday morning to uh, talk to us all about ESG. Well, one of the things I, I learned from it, um, which does tie into my Sunday morning, I will get there, is that um, we, should, we should think twice when we buy a pair of jeans because of the amount of water that goes into making mm. a pair of jeans. So they are not very environmentally friendly. So on next week's EG Light Sunday morning, I will make sure that I am indeed in my pyjamas, not in <laughs> jeans. <laughs> Sounds good. OK, so uh, we will we will wait to see uh, who joins you, whether whether Pui can can bear to tear herself away. Uh, or <laughs> she just she just I think she Never. just loves to quiz. That's the thing. She, she can't get enough of the quiz. We're all missing the pub quiz, aren't we? So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so until next week, you have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning. <laughs>